0: Isn't there a diplomatic immunity in that movie too? One of them. Uh If he's on a
1: boat and he gets far enough (laughs) offshore, it's maritime law.
2: International waters.
1: (laughs) Hey, I'm Joe.
0: I'm Ken. I'm Andrew. And I'm Dan.
1: We're the Rewinders Podcast, rewinding movies to see if they hold up. And this time, we went... To queens to sow our royal oats <laughs> with coming to America. It sounds like a porno movie, but it's not.
3: Well, when you put those two sentences
1: together, it's yeah, it's it's hard to <laughs> it's hard
2: to not assume that that's that's what's going on. So
3: yeah,
1: yeah,
3: one of one of uh, one of the most revered uh, Eddie Murphy movies. We we all sat down to take a watch. Is this the one of most revered? It's up there. Like everybody talks like, about coming to America. Coming to America. What is... about Doctor Doolittle? no oh no 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 we're not going to talk about that or norbit we're oh. also we're not yeah norbit we're not going to talk about norbit we're not going to talk about nutty professor meet the clumps we're not going to talk about any of <laughs> a thousand words oh god the list just keeps going on but you know what's ironic the one movie i'd say that's actually labeled bad isn't as bad as people made it out to be i did not find that many issues with pluto nash it wasn't a very good movie, but it wasn't, like, worse than anything else I've seen. It, it doesn't really hold a spot on, on a covered
1: pedestal of being a pile of shit that ruined a career. I don't think that much, at least. So, I don't know. I think I watched it, but I don't remember anything about it.
3: I had to buy a DVD of it two years ago because you cannot find the movie anywhere. I had to buy a used DVD on, on eBay to be able to view it. And it honestly... Yeah, it was goofy. It was stupid. There were things that definitely weren't good, but it, it wasn't... Any worse than some of the worst films I've seen.
1: So when was the first time everyone here watched Coming to America?
3: Thursday. A year and a
0: half ago. I'm trying to remember. I swear it was on TV at one point, but given how the movie started, I have no idea how they put this movie on TV.
1: I know, right? Probably a lot of
3: cutting of scenes. <laughs> yeah. Many,
0: many scenes cut.
3: That, t- that tends to happen. I was, uh, I was in my teens before I realized that they had cut the uh, ghost blowjob scene out of Ghostbusters because <laughs> I, I had only watched the VHS my parents recorded. <laughs> So yeah, it shocked me. I'm like, oh, holy shit, what's happening?
1: I didn't see this in the theater, obviously, but on like HBO or something. And one of the things that I remember the most from this movie is that my father like lost his mind when it came to the uh, scene where it has a crossover with Trading Places, uh-huh, which is another uh-huh. '80s movie.
0: The 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 two Dukes brothers.
3: Yeah.
1: Yep. I chuckled like a madman when that happened. And it didn't make any sense to me as a kid, because I don't even remember the characters from Trading Places. Uh, I was like, all right, but that stuck out just because of how big of a reaction my father had. That and uh, I always remembered the uh, McDonald's ripoff of McDowell's, because who (laughs) wasn't a big fan of McDonald's as a kid in the 80s? I ask you that.
0: Uh, Those who are a fan of Burger King?
1: (laughs) Weirdo. Or Hot Now with a Cheap Dad? Hotton now oh, came yeah. around as a teenager, so...
0: There's a
2: Burger King, a Hardee's, and a and a McDonald's within two miles of each other. We were not, like, a specific fast food family. Like, if we wanted to go get a quick burger, it kind of depended on who was feeling what that day. Sometimes it was Hardee's, sometimes it was Burger King. I mean, I have a very fond memory of Burger King's uh, chicken tenders, spicy chicken tenders.
1: Oh, sure. Uh-huh.
2: They don't make them anymore.
1: Burger King never had the... Uh, you come in, you buy a meal, and they give you. They send you home with a uh, a single record that you have to play on your record player to see if it plays the full jingle. And if it plays the full jingle, you win the prize. Burger King never did that. What in the actual
3: hell are you going on about? One of McDonald's... This sounds like something that's real. <laughs> I hate yeah, it. Yeah, it is. I hate it's it. It's one of
1: McDonald's best, like, uh, I don't know what they're called, but you go in, you buy some kind of meal along with that meal you get a like a single track on a like super flexible record because it was so cheap then you take that record home and they'd sing the whole like mcdonald's two fries three stacks of burgers and blah 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 and then invariably every time you play the new record it like cuts out halfway through and they're like oh you are
0: not a winner i like that one it seems like a really high production
3: value
2: jesus the the logistics of that how many how many records do they have to
3: press i don't know but it sounds it definitely sounds like it falls in line with the american wave going out of the way the fuck out of the way and spending ludicrous amounts of money just to make people feel even more depressed and crush their souls in a meaningful way <laughs>
0: yeah this is very in-depth holy crap This isn't like passive Monopoly.
1: If you Google McDonald's record song, (laughs) there's like a video that comes up. I hate this. The $1 million. I hate this so much.
0: I'm much more happy when they're doing the Coke cups you could purchase.
3: 1988,
1: huh? Okay. Holy crap. The menu song, they called it.
3: Uh... So what you're saying is McDonald's never had anything like this or could even come close. No,
1: no.
0: They did the uh, cassette tape version where they popped out the little plastic tab so you couldn't record over it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. And no one figured out how to cover those tabs back up. Uh uh-uh, uh. Never. Nope. No way, no how. Didn't
2: cover those tabs back up with a little bit of epoxy putty. Psh,
1: tape. That's all I ever used. <laughs>
0: yeah, scotch tape. Yeah. That way you could take take the tape off just in case you wanted to protect this music you just recorded from the radio because it's your favorite song and you didn't want somebody to accidentally record over it. Mm-hmm. But anyways. But yeah. We're talking about a movie and not fast food. We need physical controls in place.
3: So anyways, it it sounds like we've all had pretty recent exposures to this, um, except for Joe. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I have always been interested in seeing it. I just never got around to it. Yeah, it was
2: on my, like, to watch list. Yeah. And that's the list that you put a movie on and that's where the movie goes to die.
3: Pretty much. And I don't know, something, I don't know what it was, but it's something instinctive, something deep seated in me. Every time I saw the, the, the leopard or cheetah print on the cover, it just looked goofy and I hated it and I didn't want to watch it. I don't know what the issue was because I love Trading Places. I love all of Eddie Murphy's other movies. I don't know what it was about this movie specifically that took me so long to watch. But they finally had it on Blu-ray on sale for I think it was like five bucks with digital copy on Amazon last year, sometime midway through the year. So I finally picked it up and watched it for the first time and it pretty much instantly became one of my favorites and my wife's favorites as well. So she would even go on a limb and say that she likes it more than Trading Places, which she didn't think was possible. So that's, it's kind of funny how something that I held off watching for so long actually kind of became one of my most instantly liked classics.
2: I can see where people would get turned off by the first like 10, 15 minutes of this movie though. Or turned on. Because the, <laughs> I can the launch I can in this movie is, Ooh. is expensive.
3: <laughs> it is, it is.
2: And you get des- you get desensitized by it and then it becomes funny
3: that's the thing that's that's the whole thing before getting into all the goods and bads of the movie that's the thing they they beat it so heavily in the first five to ten minutes that you can't help but start laughing because it's it's just over the top at that point phrasing you're sensitized to it and it's just, it's ridiculous yep it's absolutely ridiculous
1: <laughs> so if you've never seen this movie basic premise of the movie is a prince is coming to age needs to get married He's not exactly down for the arranged marriage, so he decides he's going to leave the country of the that he will rule one day and find his bride. He spins a globe, and he's like, where am I going to find my queen? And it ends up being Queens, New York. Shenanigans, he starts working at a fast food restaurant, McDowell's, and falls in love with a girl that's in sort of prearranged situation with a, a so close guy and um, then it all works out in the end
2: (laughs) there's there's some drama there's a lot of boobs
1: i kind of ran out of steam there yeah yeah start off strong it's just whatever whatever (laughs) (laughs) kind of like how this movie goes maybe Maybe.
3: who
2: knows so
1: sam jackson launches the stardom yeah
2: Oh, man. yes. Yeah. Yes. So many good actors in this movie.
3: I saw his name in the credits and Nicole right away was like, is, is that Samuel Jackson? And I'm like, that's his name. He's in here somewhere. <laughs> so it was basically a whole ride waiting for him to show
2: up. I was disappointed because he's so young and he doesn't have his like crude wording gimmick down yet.
3: True, true.
2: So like I was expecting, I was expecting some gravitas with
0: when he was talking and he doesn't. But that's okay. He still brings the Samuel L. Jackson presence. Yeah, oh for
1: sure, that's undeniable. And that is one thing that's really nice about this film is that there are either now big name actors that had bit roles, or even then times sort of big actors that had bit roles or bit. Like, um, uh, I believe Paula Abdul was the dance choreographer and then also was a dancer in the, the movie. That makes sense. Cuba Gooding Jr. was getting his hair cut. Yep. Louis Anderson was Louis Anderson.
3: Yeah. And supposedly bullied into doing the movie. <laughs> really uh supposedly he had no idea he was going to be in the movie until i think it was his uh his agent basically said you're you're going to be in this movie
0: then you a token white guy
3: so basically he had no idea he was just kind of thrown into it
0: he did well in it as far as louis anderson can do
2: so things things we like yeah um absolutely can we talk about the opening matte painting and how it's not a matte painting
0: i was wondering i was looking at that being so confused yeah it, I, I, they,
2: they did the whole like flyover of the savannah into the kind of jungle bit, and then you see the the big. I'm never gonna be able to get the name of this country right. Zoom, zoom, something, zoo, Zum, Zamunda. Yeah, the Mundiian castle, and I'm like, that's a map painting. And then the longer I was watching the map painting as they're they're flying in towards the castle, I'm like, that's not a map painting because there are people
0: moving through it. What? Uh, in the second movie, they do the exact same shot to start off with, and then they pan in on the same building, I was like, wait, was that a real building? Did they just paint it so weird in real life to make it look like that? It's like, this is actually the building? That's crazy. Well,
3: no. The second one, they actually said... Whose house was it? It was like a rapper's house or something.
0: Did a rapper make his house to look just like the *Coming to America* matte painting? Because that would be amazing. Well, for
3: for internal shots, I think.
0: Oh yeah, internal shots, sure. Rick Ross. That
1: makes sense. And he's in the film too.
3: Yes, he is. <laughs> yeah, he has a forty-five thousand square foot mansion in Georgia, so they use that for a majority of the Zamunda uh, pieces. Because there's two giant rooms with giant windows and 18-foot ceilings, so it just made sense to shove everything into this house. That's
2: fantastic.
3: Yeah, not not a lot of effects really needed to go into this, but the effects that did go into this, I thought they were very well done, including a, uh, a cross-dressing... Um, Arsenio? ...that had my wife rolling with laughter. Ah. The, the prosthetics and makeup effects in this movie were great. They were honestly great.
2: Yep, I actually I have a note about that, but that's not till later in the movie, at least till they get to America.
3: That's fine, we can jump around. How's this going off about effects? I'm sorry. I don't know effects wise. I thought the movie was absolutely solid. Tone. I I, I love the tone throughout the whole film. It was hysterical. I uh oh, it's 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 hard for me because I like I like I said earlier this. Same time frame as as uh, trading places, so it's like Eddie Murphy is absolute prime, and I'm so angry that it took me so long to see this movie because I I honestly thoroughly enjoyed it.
2: I'm in the same boat. There was something that a friend of mine pointed out to me in in high school. I'm like, okay, I'll get around to watching this, and well, that was 2019 years, 18 years ago, a little more, a little less, and I regret not doing it sooner
1: Uh, you watched it
3: and uh, I will probably watch it again
1: whoa 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 don't get ahead of yourself here. whoa my god think
3: of the format think of the format (laughs) yeah I think I think the biggest issue hands down between all of us is that uh, we didn't have Joe pressuring us to watch this film so I blame Joe (laughs) if
1: if anything it was time for you guys it was time are
3: you sure (laughs) yeah well thank you Joe I appreciate you letting us watch this
1: well like you needed my permission (laughs) As for good, I in the most generic sense, you know, it's just a funny movie. Yeah. Just the right amount
2: of absurd and raunchy. Just just the right amount. Yes. <laughs> like it doesn't it doesn't push itself over into being absurd for absurd sake and just the right amount of raunchy where it stays it stays an R and not an NC17.
3: Yes, agreed, agreed. And honestly, there's some parts i think back to i think this is one of the strongest performances hands down by murphy comedically i i keep jumping back to certain scenes and and just chuckling because of just how he acted the energy he put into the role the energy he put into the scenes he was in My standout scene for me, it's so simple, but just the way he goes by smiling like, like a fucking idiot while he mops the floor in front of her office, (laughs) like two to three times in a row, the way he's hunched over, he's almost robotic as he's going by with his fucking smile flashing. That for me was, I I don't know. I, I keep thinking back to that and chuckling just because it's just like, oh, you Eddie Murphy. That's, that's so you. That's the first thing that pops in my head. I don't know why can't believe you're ignoring shrek i know i know shrek is fantastic but we're a long way from being able to review shrek so are you putting this movie above beverly hills cop Ooh,
0: that's a tough one. I actually i have no idea i haven't seen i i hadn't seen uh, beverly hills cop either so i don't know if that's a comedy. wait
3: what Dude. what beverly hills cop is the epitome of eddie murphy for me specifically The original Beverly Hills Cop is the epitome. I was born that year it came out. (laughs) Such (laughs) a good movie. Such a good movie. I go back and watch that movie maybe once a year. I use a
2: theme song to test new headsets. (laughs) I I have a lossless version of the song.
0: Fine, I'll
3: have to go watch that movie. I'll put it on my eventually watch movie. I've
2: watched bits and pieces and just never seen
1: anything else.
3: Is there a new movie or a show coming out? Because I know they tr- they spun it off into a show, but I thought there's a movie coming out now.
1: Or is it Beverly Hills Ninja you're thinking about coming?
3: No, back? Beverly Hills Cop Four is currently set. Was it
1: Eddie Murphy's portrayal of Akeem is is really good because it's a solid, really good innocent person. Yes, and I want to stress that he is not stupid. No. Well, He's naive. Completely innocent. Naive. He's
3: endearing. he's he's naive he's innocent he's he's endearing he's just he's bumbling around in a world that's completely foreign to him and just being himself he's not stupid like you said that's what makes the performance so great
0: and actually i'm really happy that they did that i came into the movie expecting him to be like uh, some sort of inept but he was just really good at everything i guess it makes sense because he is a prince he's going to be trained up and all that fun stuff so they really did take it serious that he was going to be able however they did introduce the movie with him not doing anything for himself which kind of sets you up for an expectation of privilege of privileged and being able to not have to be serious about any of his studies or anything or the training
3: right right which which is nice why it it didn't deliver on that it's so refreshing having a fish out of water movie where the main character is just not the butt of the joke where they're just not an idiot like you said
0: (laughs) and so like they do they show him just being you know pampered to taken care of all this time and then the first time where you get an actual any sort of reaction from him is when he's out there fighting and he's having a good time and he's being able he's doing something he is and so you really get an idea that he's enjoys
2: he's there as a prince but he's not infected with the influenza.
3: yes right. yes and that's that's why it's so important with Arsenio Hall's character, because you have Eddie Murphy just being sincere and being himself in a different place, where Arsenio Hall is kind of like that grounded character who's just like, I hate everything about what's happening and I want to go back to my, my lifestyle I had. <laughs> it's so great. It's such a great dynamic.
1: And that Arsenio's character is given a almost peer level to Eddie, uh, Eddie Murphy's Akeem Which is, you know, it flexes here and there because it creates that whole, like, uh, Arsenio Hall's character. It foils for each other. Yeah, yeah. And it works really well.
3: Yeah, just all around strong casting strong 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 performances from everybody i mean it's worth mentioning just because i mean it, it's just every single character delivered with just absolute perfection i mean james earl jones it, it, you don't even have to bring him up because it's james earl jones but even his performance and this was rock solid
2: it was i i had a hard time not hearing both mufasa and darth vader at the same time <laughs>
3: i feel bad because i don't know the actress's name but um his mom in the movie too she was phenomenal as well yeah she's wonderful Mm. fantastic performances across the board there wasn't a single character even even soul glow dude there's not a single character that felt so absurdly cheesy and out of place that they didn't belong
0: yeah they're all solidly acted as well like i certainly believed every single one of those characters were that character absolutely
2: yep. there was not an actor playing a character those actors were their characters
0: absolutely after playing d d for so long and trying to do accents <laughs> eddie murphy halfway through the movie I was like I have not caught a single inconsistency in this accent at all.
3: Yeah, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I gotta step up my game if I'm going to run games seriously.
3: That's another thing that surprised me too, is I, I wasn't expecting... Okay, so you you have Trading Places, which is completely different beat of movie, obviously, and it doesn't feature any of what would become Eddie Murphy's staples of performing multiple characters and things like that. And right out of the gate, you have so many additional characters played by Arsenio and Eddie, but honestly... I loved Randy Watson. He was gross and, and, and ridiculous. And I, I loved everything about his character, the, the the singer of sexual chocolate. And then Saul, I loved Saul. My wife and I got into a mini argument about white face, black face about Saul, though. And I'm not sure where I stand on that. And then Clarence. Clarence, the uh, the owner of the barbershop is fantastic. But Arsenio, I loved Arsenio as Reverend Brown. That was the most ridiculously disgusting character I hate. Right? The <laughs> character, but I love the energy he brings to it. <laughs> it's, it's funny like, like there's so many there's so many future eddie murphy movies where he plays additional characters that i i roll when i see them this movie wasn't that way and it was really really refreshing i didn't
2: catch that the jewish man the stereotypical jewish man in the uh in the barber shop <laughs> was murphy until yeah. i until i was watching the end credits and i'm like wait what Don't put Eddie Murphy in Whiteface.
0: (laughs) I mean, if there's going to be somebody you can do it with, I guess it's Eddie Murphy.
3: It's tough. I get it. But the difference, the key difference, and what I tried to tell my wife is that there's a massive difference between Whiteface and Blackface. Whiteface isn't historically known to degrade anybody. It isn't historically known that people were dressing up in Whiteface specifically to mock a race, (laughs) because White isn't a race. But um, however, he was dressed up as a Jewish man. He was dressed up as a Jewish man, so yes you can say that. But Blackface was historically rooted in racism to the point where they over exemplified the details that they were trying to exaggerate just to make fun of and poke fun of that culture and that race. And that's 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 the difference in, in opinion on it.
2: Yeah that's the main that's the that's a huge difference.
3: Yeah so like right away she was shocked. She was like Whoa, what? And I'm like, it's it's not a big deal. It's it's okay. Because here's the difference, but I don't know, she's still on the fence with that, but I, I can understand it, I guess. But yeah, just damn good, strong performances from everybody, including the characters that they weren't even, you know, billed as. It's just, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous how good the acting in this film is. Oh, for
1: sure. I like that the characters we don't exactly care for end up together in the end. <laughs> yeah. Wait, which characters do we care for? Meaning the, the sister and the soul glow guy. Yep, yep.
0: Yeah, they deserved each other. They were right for each other, I guess, would be the proper way of saying that. They both want somebody who enjoys his riches.
3: And (laughs) greasy hair. And greasy hair. Greasy hair. So greasy. I love that shot when they're getting up off the couch. That makes me so happy. I was half
0: expecting that that singer at the rally to show up at the wedding.
3: Oh, Randy Watson? Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Maybe he did. I don't know. I'm bad with faces.
1: So they reused that kind of like the greasy hair on the couch gag. They reused that later in Frasier, except it was uh, Frasier's father put in hair dye, much like America's mayor, Rudy Giuliani, did. And it was too hot, so it started leaking all (laughs) over the place, and he leaked on the couch.
3: (laughs) Great, great. Oh,
1: God. Which made me chuckle, because I was like, it's two different things, but it's also the same thing. And I was like, it's... eh." Did they didn't they kinda use that? I bet this came first. But I'm sure it was probably a gag used before nineteen eighty eight as well.
0: Oh sure. Oh for sure. I'm sure, sure. it sure. wasn't just a gag, I'm sure it existed in real life and that's why they put it in the movie. <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: <laughs> you can't have greasy hair and all that extra shit they're putting in there without leaving stuff all over the place. Or maybe you can. I don't know. Leave the plastic on your couch. That's all I'm trying to say. There we go. I got there.
3: <laughs> and getting there is half the adventure
1: <laughs> i like that it's um i want to you know i wrote down majority black actor movie but it's all black actor except for louis anderson who was yeah. white dude yeah the studio said that you have to have at least one white actor in the movie
0: yep.
1: did they really i would assume yeah from what I read. Because he's
2: got, like, no lines either. Interesting. He, he does a bunch of sight gags and barely speaks. Hey, he talked enough. I think he actually has more lines in the sequel than he does in the original. Is he in the sequel? He is in the sequel.
1: Yeah. I thought he was dead. Oh, I feel bad about that. He was also in the big, sexy, uh, Bolton Valentine's Day special on Netflix. Office Space? Was, Michael he, Bolton? What? No, the actual Michael Bolton. Oh. Anyway.
0: <laughs> that's right. There's a real guy named Michael Bolton.
1: Yeah, anyway. So what I don't understand is was this movie a popular movie? Did it make money when it came out? Oh, that's oh fair I has got grossing. it up
3: right here. So it looks like
1: it made twenty one million opening weekend.
3: Yeah, yeah. It was the highest earning film that year for the studio and third highest grossing film in the United States box office of the year as well. So it was big, but reception wise, I'm just trying to look into the, the reviews and it looks like it was honestly middling.
0: It grossed $128 million and it cost
1: $36 million. So it did fine. I don't understand why this good of a movie.
3: It's right here. It's, it's, the, it's the energy, which is ironic because I thought that this movie was just fine. Yeah, it's not Eddie talking a thousand words a minute his normal, usual self, which is obviously what he's known for, but it's still a strong-ass performance from him. But I guess a majority of the negative reviews are it's it's a more tame Eddie Murphy. It's more, like, toned-down Eddie Murphy. I, I don't know if I agree with that, because ironically, that's how I feel about coming to America 2. I feel like the energy is gone. I feel like it's a fine movie. It's just, you know, the energy has gone from everybody. It's like everybody's just dully walking through. But anyway, we'll get to that.
1: So my, my confusion is, even though uh, this movie is basically all black actors and i mean the the director is not black john landis
3: yeah same same director of trading places and the movie that killed uh, several people <clears throat> and lost him his career
1: so i as a person don't understand why this did not demonstrate that a movie with a whole black cast is viable and doable and we did not get the same kind of movie again till i don't know early 2000s
3: i think the only speculation i could go off of is uh this is america we're talking about yeah this is the 1980s and this is systemic racism
1: so there's a lot of contributing factors that's kind of what i'm getting at is this is obviously a successful movie Mm -hmm. obviously and yet No one went out of the way to try and do the same kind of thing again. Yeah. It makes no sense to me. If you make that much money off of something. And I say that knowing Hollywood is all about money and not about we're making magic. We're trying new things. Bullshit. Hollywood's all about (laughs) dollars.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: I don't understand how they could let racism not go again at something like this. It's 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 a letdown to me, is what it is. is that This should have been a, a show of success for a full movie with a complete black cast in the United States.
3: I completely share that sentiment. It actually really pisses me off to know that the movie did so middling considering how fucking good it is. It is such a good movie.
2: Apparently, the movie was part of a lawsuit? I did not know that.
1: Wow, you guys are digging up all sorts of
3: yeah.
2: things. When you have the Wikip- <laughs> Wikipedia page open for it, And you're looking at all the stuff.
1: Oh, they claim
3: that the film's idea was stolen from a 1982 script treatment about a a rich African protonate who comes to America for a state visit.
1: Well, that's rather generic.
3: Well, they say that Paramount had optioned the treatment uh, to John Landis and Eddie Murphy, but after two years of development, hell, Paramount abandoned the project. And then Paramount began working on Coming to America based on a story by Eddie Murphy. So the original writer, Buckwald... Uh, won the Breachman contract and basically the court ordered monetary damages in his favor because essentially he wrote a treatment, Landis and Murphy turned it down and then made a movie kind of the same. <laughs> so I could, I could see that. I could yeah. see that.
1: Yeah. I, I guess so. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the gig too. Why pay someone else when you can just tweak someone else's work and take all the money?
3: Oh, you mean like uh Principal Skinner, Billy and the Colonosaurus? His wonderful idea about a genetically, uh, or a genetics theme park in which they bring dinosaurs back from the dead. <laughs> Billy and the Clonosaurus. Yes. It was so sincere. He literally had no idea that Jurassic Park was a movie when he said that. And I just remember a Pooh being very angry with him. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, is there anything bad or not great that you can think of in this movie?
3: I, I had a
2: hard time. Like... The only thing that I could say was a negative was that opening matte painting. Sure.
3: Now, is this is this matte painting on the same level as the matte painting in the beginning of uh, Short Circuit that annoyed all no. of us?
2: No, this this is a masterpiece <laughs> in comparison.
3: In comparison to uh, generic thunderstorm rolling in on a bright sunny day. Uh huh. <laughs> like just <laughs> it's yep. fine.
2: With other movies, like, I'll get bored and start doing other things while I'm watching this. I sat down to start watching this at 11 o'clock at night, and I went to bed at... Well, actually, it was probably more around midnight, actually. Went to bed at 2, and it it had my... Attention. Yes, my attention. It held my attention for the entirety of the movie. I didn't feel the need to pick up my phone and start doom-scrolling on the internet, or really anything else that will happen when I'm watching a movie that is, is boring or is not entertaining. Yeah,
3: I'll, I'll second that. I, I usually do the same, but this movie really, I, I paid attention.
0: I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. At one hour and 57 minutes, this is one of the longer movies we've watched in a while, Yeah, and I yeah. think it might have been one of the first movies where we, ha- where we haven't really said that it lagged in the middle or something like that. Like, it really did do a good job of continuing the plot continuing mm-hmm. subplots all that fun stuff and building on characters making good jokes keeping the tempo there it did a really good job of pacing and it didn't feel like an hour and 57 minutes
3: no no for sure you get to the end and, and you never once felt like it stretched on at any point it, it was a fantastic movie
2: you get to the end and you want more like i kind of wanted the movie to go longer
3: i kind of did too because it was so much fun i was good with where it ended i mean yeah it was, it was satisfying great they wrapped it up perfect <laughs> But this is one of those great movies where you want more so you watch it again. That's that's the sign of a movie that I thoroughly enjoy, is, is knowing that it wrapped up without anything necessary missing. Just you want more, so you want to get to know the characters more and the scenes more, so you just watch it again just to really get that fill. Yep. I don't always feel that way. I loved this movie. Loved, loved, loved it.
0: It was a little weird to me at the end when they, uh, the lady's walking down the aisle and he pulls back the veil and he's like, oh, look, it's you. It's like, that's... <laughs> <laughs> It was. Per- I guess it goes with the absurdity.
2: It's. I guess you could say that as a negative, because they don't really call out that things had changed after the whole spat in America.
3: Yeah, after the subway scene, it's just kind of like, all of a sudden, poof, she's there. But it was a happy ending. It was great. I liked it. But yeah, it was, it was jarring, but jarring in a good way, I'd say. Because you have to imagine that her, his mom had something to do with it. His mom had to have found some way to go convince her. Oh,
0: yeah. And to apologize to her, like he would have had to go out and like, hey, this I'm very sorry that it was very mean of me to do all that fun stuff. So it was, there's a whole story there not being told, and it had to have been done very quickly. It was just it was a little bit abrupt, and you're like, not upset to see it. You're just like, wait, what happened there? <laughs> What's yeah, going you're, you're- on here?
3: You're kind of like, oh man, there's going to be something. I hope something happens that this doesn't have to go through. But when the veil gets lifted, it's like, oh wait, this is what I wanted. But you're just kind of like scratching your head for a second, like how? Yep, you just like, okay, that's weird. But anyway. <laughs> it's weird, but I accept it. You
2: recover very quickly.
3: So then, yeah, I mean, the movie seems like it really filled everybody's bucket with joy. And then uh, I'm sure we all kind of felt the same way when, when we heard that they were making a sequel of either yeah, this is going to be great, or groans of despair, I guess. I don't know.
1: <laughs> I expected more groans. I expected groans. I had no
2: idea with the second one. Uh, when I when they first started advertising that there was going to be a sequel to it, I'm like, okay, they're making a movie about what? Why? I I, I didn't care. I feel like I would care more now had a sequel been released now instead of Watching the sequel after watching the first, can we get into that, or or not?
1: Wait, what are you saying? That you would have been more into the sequel if you didn't watch the original? Had no,
2: having not seen the original when they released it. Yeah, or not released it when they were saying that they were released. Okay, I've confused myself now. Okay, um, <laughs> having having watched the original, had I had had I seen the original when they re- released information that a sequel was coming out, I would have felt different about it. And I would have been concerned that it wasn't going to be good.
1: But they did release the original through Amazon.
2: Yes. And that's what I want to talk about is this so sequel. It was good? No. I would have my, my feelings my feelings when they originally released <laughs> when they originally when they released information on the sequel was I could care less.
1: Uh-huh.
3: See, I, I was like half excited, half not. What really killed it for me and what really kind of, I, I shouldn't have done, but it really tapered my expectations. Was was um, everything that I had heard about it once it released or coming up to right as it released was talking about it being this tour de force return for Eddie Murphy, Eddie Murphy back in his prime. How it, how everybody expected to come into this tired retread, and it actually turned out to be an incredible experience, and how it was an amazing movie, and I knew every time I hear that kind of verbiage that, oh no, this this might not be good, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. That That kind of stunted things for me going into the movie, because I was on edge the whole time, <laughs> but... We can get into the second one if everybody's seen it. I saw up to the point where he went to go find his child. Sure, and I, th- I think that was my wife's biggest uh, concern when the movie was kicking off. Is great. This is going to be a retread of the originals, and now it's going to be now it's going to be she goes off and blah blah blah. And then it didn't turn out to be that, so that was really refreshing.
0: I say going into the movie, I was actually really curious as to. What would make him go back to America? Yeah. To what extent? is like, is, is he going to go try to find another wife? Like, did his wife die or something like that? And he, <laughs> only good women are in America or some shit like that? That's fucked. But uh, nope, turns out going to look for a son because apparently son's... Uh, spoilers to people who might want to watch this movie. Or maybe not. Maybe you actually want to know something about the movie before you go watch it. I did not know anything. I didn't even do any of the research that you did so the only thing i had to predicate this on was the fact that it was dropping on amazon prime and that really 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 reduces my uh <laughs> what i expect from a movie likewise so, yeah likewise yeah.
3: <laughs> amazon's become the king of uh, necromancy for uh, sequels that nobody asked for <laughs> or that a select few have they have such a
0: bad movie availability like the best thing they have is the boys it's pretty good yeah yeah uh but like they have a couple of other good series but
2: man in the high castle
0: electric sheep that's i I hear that's very good tales from the loop
2: tales from the i was gonna say tales from the loop i've
0: not heard of that at all
2: there's a lot of things that are not marketed as strongly as other of the others of their c- c- tv series slash cinema to cinema sin yeah there's like the amazon cinema yeah but I get, I get where you're coming from.
0: And I forget where I was starting with that, uh, because there was a point. I kind of diverged there.
3: You're talking about how it, it didn't feel like a retread right off the bat.
0: Oh, no, I did not. I was going to say that it felt exactly like a retread, uh, whereas you start off the movie with the exact same shot going into the castle. Mm-hmm. Then you have a little bit of uh section where I still have Mighty Good King stuck in my head. And then he goes to America. <laughs> he stops at the barbershop where they retread that. So there's a lot of similar steps oh sure sure at the start of the movie where it uh there's a lot of shoehorning of
3: original things in
0: it's clearly playing to the original fans being like hey look remember this this is great where they're trying to you know try to do something different but it almost felt to me i only saw the first up to wherever that part was because i had real life things to take care of at that point. Uh, It felt to me like they were trying too hard to rehash some things that you liked to the point where it was... uh, Your feelings are not far off. ...almost having a hard time standing on its own.
3: That was my hard part with this, and and I get it. I had a conversation with Nicole after we watched it because we felt the same way. The movie started off so strong, and when it was revealed that it wasn't going to be just a simple retread, it was like, oh, man, that's amazing. It's got a different plot. Hooray! And then... Shoehorn thing after shoehorn thing. I think it was jarring to her that the people in the barbershop would still be alive at this yeah. point, <laughs> and it looks like they hadn't aged a day. So she was really put off by that immediately. And I get it. It became a cult movie after its release, and it gained a huge cult following. What do you do? You bring the characters back, especially if you're Eddie Murphy and so anyway you're gonna you don't want to do the characters that you did the first time around again, just because you like doing those characters and they're funny and they're part of the first film. So. You know, you have everybody back. You have Randy Watson back. You have, you have... Randy aged. He did. He did. The barbershop guys didn't. And that's, that's why it's so jarring. None of them aged. They look exactly the same, including Saul, the Jewish barbershop guy. It's just... he
2: the Saul looks older, but not, not by yeah. 30 years older. No,
3: no, no. He looked like a 80 year old man in, in the 80s. And then Reverend Brown looks a little bit rougher for wear, that's for sure. But, um...
0: Would you say possibly because they did the prosthetics so well in the first movie that he, they actually <laughs> predicted what he would look like 30 years from now
3: then? I don't know. I don't know. That's, that it's seems just... like a stretch. Okay, so there's, there's two halves of this for me. There's, there's, there's a very, very thin razor's edge here. There are things from the original film brought to the new film just because that I was rolling with laughter from. And then there's things brought from the original film to the new film just because that I rolled my eyes and said, why? One of the highlights for me is when the princess comes in, hopping on one leg and barking like a dog. I lost my shit because that was something I didn't think about after the first movie. I was not expecting that. It's
1: like, wait. That she was never
3: told to stop. (laughs) Exactly. I was dying from laughter at that. That had me rolling. And that is amazing. I'm glad that that happened because that is a perfect example of something unexpected, while still from the original catching you off guard and making you just lose it. And I love that. Agreed. I had the same reaction. <laughs> I hadn't laughed that hard in a long time. I was really excited for that scene when it happened. <laughs> I, I actually rewound it twice just because I couldn't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe it too because we had just finished watching the first one, but it was just, it was that well timed and that well done. It's just, you, you forgot. <laughs> you forgot. It's like, oh yeah, there she is. But I don't know. It's, Almost every character makes it back in, except for Soul Glow, dude, and then... Um, the Queen, because uh, she passed away. The Queen, because she passed away, yeah. But, I mean, even having Louis Anderson come to Africa to, to run the McDowell's in Africa, and, you know, everybody else was in the movie. Ex- oh, no, wait, and Samuel L. Jackson wasn't in it, because it wouldn't make sense for him to be in it, but he was also busy filming something else at the time. So, I don't, I don't know. I, I liked the movie. I can't say that I was on board with the retconning of... Uh, Prince Hakim's character—it felt dirty and it felt cheap. Just kind of retconning in, like, oh yeah, yeah, this this thing actually happened here at this point in the first movie. We just didn't film it. It, it totally wasn't yep, filmed. It wasn't filmed. Yeah, it, it just made it feel cheap. And then it also made his relationship with uh, Lisa. Lisa. Yeah, Lisa. Thank you. It, it made the relationship with Lisa feel cheapened as well too, because it's like he went to go find somebody perfect for him and actually went through all this stuff in the first film to get Lisa. And then this random retcon comes in and just makes the whole thing feel a little dirtier. I don't know.
2: In the first movie, Semi even calls out that he hadn't gotten laid the entire time that they were there. At the line that Semi has. Yeah. Before Semi totally redoes the inside of the apartment and puts that massive jacuzzi in.
0: Hot tub. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Which is a feat of engineering in itself. Right? Held together by PVC pipes, he managed to get... (laughs) eight hundred pounds of water plus tile inside there. That was I was impressed.
3: The apartment manager was not complaining. <laughs> but I, I I loved the bits in the beginning. I love the bits with um I, I, I love the bits with James Earl Jones. Because even though he wasn't in this that much, and even though I didn't know this, but his his filming was, I think it was filmed separately due to COVID, where nobody else was really on set, and then it was spliced together, pat- or patchworked together in post. Oh, nice. But you wouldn't tell. You, you couldn't really mm-hmm. tell. But I loved his performance in this. I loved him having a funeral while he's alive, and then just looking over and saying, oh, I'm, yep, I'm going to die okay, now, or whatever he says, and then just, he's gone. <laughs>
2: That was really funny, too.
3: Ironically for me, I think it was everything up to going to America I loved in this film. And then once they went to America, it started falling apart for me. I'm in
2: the same boat. I went into this movie expecting it to be a rehashed awful pile of shit. And it is rehashed. It doesn't have the same strengths as the original. And the first 45 to 50 minutes of the movie made me feel better about the movie. And the minute that Eddie Murphy's character goes back to America again to find his bastard son, the movie falls apart.
3: And that's exactly what I felt. There was still enough after that hit that I still enjoyed the movie but not as much as the prior to coming to America portion. Yep.
2: There's there's, a, there's enough funny to to keep you entertained, mm-hmm. but it has it has a serious really serious sophomore slump.
3: And that's when it's like we already said, like all the all the recurring characters started coming back in that sophomore slump. All the tired characters started making their way back in after that slump, but I mean there were some things that were funny. There's some things that I giggled at in in the second half. It's just That first portion was so strong. And for me, I feel like once they left Africa and once Eddie Murphy kind of became James Earl Jones, you know, with with his uh, outlook on things and with the way he was acting, it's kind of like, how the hell did he become that? Like, he was so strongly against everything and making a change that was impactful and significant in the first film. You're telling me that those character traits just went out the window and he just became as bad as his dad was? I don't see that happening. Like Lisa's living with him. He's got a constant living reminder of what he did and who, and who he was. You can't you can't tell me that he just instantly changed. It's still a good enough movie. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. It. Did, I thought for sure. Anytime I hear a new Eddie Murphy movie or the phrase back in his prime, I immediately think, oh God, this is going to be a train wreck because everybody says that because they're trying to, so desperately to get him back. I want Eddie Murphy back. Everybody wants Eddie Murphy back. Everybody wants him back to his prime, to the way he's doing things. But... He just isn't. He doesn't want to. He he's been fine and happy doing his own thing as a dad and staying home and 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 not doing the same retreads of movies he's been doing for all these years. So it's it's magic that we got a sequel, yep. and I'm happy that we got a sequel. And my wife still loved the sequel. She she said she'll watch it again. I think I will too. It's just it's not as strong as the original. Which I th- I honestly I don't understand how I could have expected anything. Else. It
2: stood up by the first movie. Like the, it, it is not, it's, it is not a standalone story.
3: Yeah, that is absolutely. Now, true. that being said, you need to see the first one to get a lot of the stuff in this had one.
2: Had I not seen the first one, I feel like this one would be more funny. But because I saw the first one, a lot of the jokes were being retold and didn't hit the same way. So, like, I, I, I got yeah. this, like, I expect more out of this movie than what I got.
0: That's
3: what you get for having expectations. <laughs> Damn expectations and nostalgia <laughs> and all these stupid things mixing together. <laughs> okay, nostalgia I, I, for a movie I just watched. I will say this, though. I will say this. I And this this demands to be said. I was coming into this movie expecting Eddie Murphy to be back in his prime like everybody told me to expect, right? What I didn't expect and what was very pleasant to me is being blown the hell away by Wesley Snipes in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. he did a good I job i loved him
1: in this <laughs> gotta pay off them S books still <laughs> <laughs> no he's he's one of the the characters that stood out quite a bit and then his hype yes. man that came out before him love yes. hype man
3: the hype man's hysterical as well yeah like very strong performances in this just not across the board like in the original Correct.
1: and they're from Nextdoria.
3: next doria <laughs> <Yeah>. next <laughs> i love
1: that name I love it so much. Because does it matter? No. It's nope. just the neighboring country, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, like you like you guys were saying, there's enough funny to make the movie. Yeah, this is this is all right. Does it make it jump off the page and be like, "Yeah, we really needed this." No. But it, it feels a lot like a bunch of people getting together to have fun to make a movie.
3: Kind of the equivalent of them redoing Adam Adam Sandler and his friends. Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. Jackass. No, not Jackass. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to bother the hell out of me. What are the names of those movies? I haven't seen them, but I, I know them because they have... Uh, uh, no, no, not that. Grown Ups? Grown Ups, yes. Grown Ups 1 and Grown Ups 2. That's just like basically a studio saying, hey, here's some money sandler you get your friends together and make a film okay let's just go to a water park and and have some fun and have somebody just film us having fun that's really what it feels like i haven't seen grown-ups but i know that that's the sentiment that most people say about those movies so i i feel like it's probably the same as this it's just you know eddie murphy and everybody else and arsenio just everybody getting together having a damn good time i feel like for sure tracy morgan ate into a majority of the the screen time I, i like tracy morgan i didn't i didn't care for his character in this film too much
2: I expected Leslie Jones. I expected her to take up a larger amount of screen time. Same here. And
3: and then it turned out to be more Tracy in her in her way. Yeah.
2: I feel like had she taken up more screen time, it might have been my outlook on this movie might have been better. But like, I don't know. I I'm not going to I'm not going to fault Tracy Morgan because they needed somebody to fill the semi position for Lavelle. They needed they needed somebody to fill that position and they already had Tracy Morgan's character, so instead of hiring another actor, they just had Tracy fill in that spot.
1: I don't know. It was okay. Yeah.
2: The movie that's that's, that's the movie. Okay. It was okay. It was
3: okay. It's it's it wasn't a letdown, so that's that's something. It wasn't totally awful. Yeah.
1: CG Bebar wasn't terrible.
3: Yeah, I noticed that. I you could tell it's CG, but it wasn't it wasn't bad enough to make you angry. Right.
1: The, the best part about C.G. Babar was they're like, this is Babar. Step aside for him. And I was like, ah. Uh, <laughs> and it looks like he's can't... just walking right through them anyways.
3: <laughs> like it's just... I, I am kind of sad knowing this now. I, I just read this quote. I am sad that Sam Hill Jackson didn't make it into this movie because this sounds actually pretty damn funny. Murphy said that had he been able to be available for the Cambio... His character would again be featured robbing the McDowell's restaurant, the exact same McDowell's restaurant. So basically just saying that he's been doing that through all these years. Like all these years he's just been robbing the same damn McDowells. Well,
2: I mean, that's called out in the first movie. Like he had been he'd been hitting the McDowell's the McDowells in Queens for five day, yeah, five times. This yep. is his
3: fifth time this week, or something like that. That'd be one of those absurd comedy beats where it's just like you're you're expecting it but you're not expecting it, and then what it happens is it's such a good payoff because like of course he would be doing that still. That would have uh, been funny. I agree. It would have been would have been damn. Missed opportunities.
1: John Amos, on the other hand, though, just was the same character from the original movie. Yep, yep. exactly. Thirty
2: thirty years older living in Africa.
1: Yep.
3: Now yep, thirty years later ripping off McFlurries. <laughs> That's good stuff. <laughs>
2: McFlurries
3: <laughs> yeah. Flurby. Yeah, flurby. <laughs> See? It's different because See? they put the, in the top on the bottom. That's just it. We we sit here and we chuckle about the things that happened in the beginning of the movie. Because the beginning of the movie was so full of things that make us chuckle.
1: <laughs> if uh, we look at the original, has our opinion changed over time on that?
3: Hell no. If anything, it's even a stronger movie than...
1: I had thought. I very much like it. I think it still works today, even with the 1980s version of New York.
3: Yep. I think that's the most important piece because it's the most classic piece is when he goes out on the balcony and says, I love you, New York, or whatever, and they just scream, fuck you, and he screams, fuck you, too. <laughs> that is so poignant. was I amazing. love that so
1: much. <laughs> it still holds true. But yeah, I think the uh, original film stands up.
2: Yeah, for sure. I regret... Like I said, regret not seeing it sooner and not taking the time to see it, because had I had I seen it back when I first thought about it back in high school, I would have so many more jokes to crack than the old tire jokes that I have.
0: (laughs) So I got to diversify your movie watching experience so you can make more references. Wait a minute. Nah, I have too many already.
1: And I mean, I think the only thing that may rub people the wrong way is having subservient women in kind of sexualized positions. Kind of sexualized?
2: Um, uh, M- more than kind of? More like definitely sexualized?
1: I mean, if you can get past that part, everything else is much easier to work with because it's not to that level anymore. Yeah. And in the sequel, they just make reference to the idea of that and the only person who seems to be getting any cleaner is (laughs) Leslie Jones. Yeah.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There's a lot, there's a lot more nudity in the uh, second one.
1: Giving the ladies a little something this time around.
3: And and it's just that time period. It's the same time trading places had nudity as well too. I mean, that was Jamie Lee Curtis's famous topless scene as well. And there's just, it's just that time. That's why it's so distinctly different with coming to America too.
2: Would I watch, would I watch coming to America again? You bet I would.
0: I'll go out and say that I'm probably not going to watch it unless I'm made to watch it again, only because I haven't seen Beverly Hills Cop yet, and I should probably <laughs> put that above <laughs> Coming to America on my watch list since I've already seen it.
3: Beverly Hills Cop is also one of those movies that's grounded but still has moments of hilarious absurdity. It's just like, why is this in here? But it's great. But it never over really It never really oversteps its bounds. It's a great buddy cop action I, I cannot give enough praise to that film. I love that film. I'm sure it's a great movie. I just never made time to watch it.
1: With Beverly Hills Cop, I I'm sad to say that whenever I think of that movie or that series now, all that comes to mind is the animated series Clerks, when um, Judge Judge Nelson is dreaming back to the days of Beverly Hills Cop, and they're shoving bananas in tailpipes, and Eddie <laughs> Murphy's just going. Hur, 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 hur. Oh, God. (laughs) That was Coming to America. Rewound and this time rebooted. So please like, rate, review, subscribe, comment, and charge my headset because the batteries are low. And return in two weeks when we will unearth some little monster. Or at least Howie Mendel's career before it became all about TV. So come back in two weeks when we rewind again.
3: You should tell people that they should fast forward to when we rewind again. See if they have some mystical powers to get ahead. But, the, but, I mean, they do if they're trying to catch the up. The
1: audio but... file's gonna end.
0: <laughs> like right right now when I hit stop?
1: <laughs> yeah.